What's up, peeps? This is another episode of Help Me Be Me, and this is Sarah May, and I'm going to talk about mean people. And this is if you have just experienced, uh, maybe it's a friend, or maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a stranger on the street, but somebody that just got under your skin and said something that kind of stung, or maybe it's just been bothering you for longer than you'd like it to, and it's just confusing for some reason. Like, how can this person affect me? I shouldn't let them, but it's pissing me off. Um, And I know a lot of people have friends that tend to present meanness in the form of, I'm just being honest. I'm just helping you uh, because I have your best interests at heart. And there are varying degrees of uh, this kind of meanness. Sometimes it's just that kind of a casual banter, like people think they're actually being funny. Or sometimes it's actual targeted passive aggression. And that is that can be super, super dangerous. Just because over time, it's going to slowly sink into your subconscious. Um, and it'll actually bring you down. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to talk about different kinds of mean people and kind of why. And I'm going to go from kind of the mild to extra spicy. So in everyday situations, um, if someone's rude to you, it's likely because they have a, just a different language. People, even if they've grown up in your your same town, will have a completely different set of experiences, and they're not going to be the same as yours. So their dad is not your dad. That dad might have thought it was really funny to be like, hey, asshole, across the dinner table. That That might have been the reason that this person has grown up feeling like it's okay to say rude things. And that's just, I mean, that's kind of a severe example, but just think of it as we all live on our own planet that is called our lives, and each of us speaks in a different language. And so a good rule of thumb, if something has bugged you that someone that's supposed to be nice to you has said, just assume it was a miscommunication. It's always the best policy. And even if it seems like it couldn't possibly be misconstrued, it's never going to be uh, something you know. I mean, you will never accurately read someone else's mind, and you shouldn't try. Because what happens when you start to interpret other people is you lose complete awareness of how you felt and in the first place. The only thing that's of importance is how you feel about what you objectively know. Don't assume anything. I can't even tell you how many times I was completely sure I knew what somebody else was thinking and why they did certain things, and I was wrong. Just, and I'm not saying I'm God, <laughs> but I, I think most people tend to do that, and they get stuck in it, and they get sucked into it. And the more you do that, the more, the farther and farther away you are from objective reality. And the only thing you should ever base your decisions on is your objective reality and how you feel. It's all about. Staying in your body, reacting to what you know, do not interpret people's actions. So if somebody said something rude, it's really likely they did not mean it at all. Just assume it. And if it's something you really, really, really can't let go of, just bring it up. When people are blunt, it's usually just a form of self-expression. Like, it's often a sign of authenticity and comfort. Um in a lot of uh, different kinds of cultures. It's always like, I'm that close to you or I feel like we are 
are that familiar that I can be completely blunt and direct and honest. And a lot of people actually prefer that kind of exchange because it makes it feel like everything's on the table. So if somebody was just uh, kind of too blunt, um, it's usually if it's somebody you are going to be around often, it's usually best to just say that. Like say, like, I know you, uh, when you said this, it kind of stung a little bit. Um, it helps me if you couch things in this way. Um, but just remember 99.9% of the power of words lies in the perceived intention. So assume people mean well, for the most part, if they are even if they're just plain out jerky, like just a lot of those people, the people that are really, really mean are just having a really bad day and they just can't see or talk or speak from any other place than that badness. Next on the meanness scale, I have uh, casual bullying. So this is like if you have been affected by somebody that just kind of um, casually, you know, pokes at you verb with words. So like it's usually, you know, targeted at you and in, in like a crowd of people. Like you're maybe in a group and there's one person that just constantly kind of picks on you, um, singles you out, or it maybe he's trying to veil it in a joke and so they're laughing while they're doing this bullying. Um I know that is a pain in the ass to deal with because it's not something you can rationalize with that person. You can't tell them like, hey, seriously, stop. I mean it for real this time. Like they're just going to keep doing it. Um, so I would say the best thing you can do is obviously avoid that person. Know that it's going to happen. Prepare for it, to, uh, prepare for it when it happens. And then deflect. So make sure you have a plan and exit strategy for if you get stuck around this person. So I usually like to say like, oh my God, I'm sorry. My phone is ringing. I, I have to take this call and then walk away. Step in the, say, or you can say, I have to go to the bathroom and then leave and go to the bathroom. And I know that's only a temporary solution, but you've broken a chain of um, what was going to happen. Like you've actively protected yourself from that scenario. And when people are casual bullies, it's usually um, coming from a place of extreme insecurity and vulnerability. When people feel really, really uh, vulnerable to other people, they will level the playing field um, by kind of bringing someone else down to their level. So by making somebody else feel really insecure. And in doing so, they don't feel as threatened. Uh, it's unfortunate because it hurts, but it's if it helps at all to remember that it's coming from a place of just terror in that other person, it might be able to inspire some empathy in you because that person is suffering much more than you might be in experiencing their bullying. Picture like a tiny rat that's just surrounded by cats and it's nipping at them to keep them at bay. That's what I like to visualize. Just when you see someone kind of attacking like that. It's just, that's what I see is just the fear. Uh, next on the scale of meanness is um, frenemies. And that is super, super toxic because when a friend is insecure, 
it's like really, really hurtful because it's someone that's supposed to care about you and that you constantly have to keep your distance from them or keep a safe distance from them emotionally. It's really exhausting. It's like you have to protect yourself and manage your distance instead of just relaxing and being able to enjoy that person, which that's what a friend is supposed to be. Somebody that empowers you, brings out your best self. So a friend of me, and I would be very, while you listen to this, I would, I would think through a person in your life that might be like this and think really long and hard and honestly about whether or not it's worth keeping that person in your life. So a friend of me is, for the most part, a, a person that is just extremely insecure and self-loathing. Like, they just have really, really low self-worth and a lack of self-confidence to the point where they let that poison just seep out into everything around them. And it will come in the form of kind of subtle language like it'll be kind of woven into uh, what is presented as supportive or uh, for your own good or sometimes it'll it'll come in the form of making you feel like you screwed up somehow much more severely than you have in reality and when a person feels really badly about themselves like has low self-worth they will see everyone's intentions as a reflection of of that of their value about themselves it's like so so for example if someone thinks they are are terrible and not worth being friends with they will see everything you do as a a result of that so like if you didn't call them back and then they feel like a terrible person they're going to overreact to that because they're going to take it super 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 hard because it's saying something about the fact that they're not worth being friends with like oh yeah, I know why you didn't call me back. Because you don't like me. I know. It's because you don't care about me at all. Like, I don't know if you've ever had a reaction like that from somebody, but it's coming from a place of like, that's how they experience their life. Everything is a reflection of how they feel about themselves on the inside. So the more outlandish and severe that reaction might be, it's it's a reflection of what's going on inside. and. I want to caution you against uh, forgiving um, that person for that behavior because that's just called codependency. <laughs> when you are when you are the person that's saying, and that's not healthy. <laughs> when you're saying like, "Oh, I I can handle it," and I just I just want to be there for them because they're suffering and they feel so badly about themselves. You are not being self loving if you're gonna t- tolerate that kind of friendship. That is a not loving thing to do to yourself. And you should think about that long and hard. I know it's something that like many people, many people crave is to care for others, especially others that need us. The danger in that is you are enduring someone that is mistreating you. And all that that does is first of all, distract you from how you feel about yourself and maybe what's going on in you. And it tells you subconsciously that you are, that you deserve that kind of treatment. You're telling yourself, I don't deserve a good friend. And that's just over a long period of time, it will erode your sense of self. So if you have a friend who is 
blaming you and making you defend yourself constantly and making you feel like confused and maybe you feel guilty all the time. That's a that's a red flag. You might want to dis- get some distance and get a little, so you can have a little bit more perspective on that person. Another thing to be wary of are frenemies that have that that try to deliver um, things that will cut you down. That's another way of leveling the playing field if they feel really, really insecure. If they, they deliver things that will cut you down in a very, very passive-aggressive way, and they weave it into kind of a, a, a good deed of some sort. So comments like, I'm telling you, you can't talk to people like that. It's just not tolerated. I'm just telling you, like, people really don't like that. Like, if, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, wow, really? I, I don't think I said anything that bad. And I mean, I really like it would make me second guess myself. And it's also making me judge myself. And this person who's supposed to be a friend, if I did say something mean or if I said something out of character, they might want to say something like, you know what? It's fine. Like, I would want, if I was that person's friend, I'd be like, don't worry about it. You shouldn't be worried about it. You just, you know, you've had a long day maybe or it's not that bad. I would try and make the thing seem smaller. I would never want to tell someone they uh, did something seriously wrong, like, or judge them for their actions. I would, if I'm asked, I will give advice, but I would not tell them, yeah, you shouldn't, you're not, yeah, no. Like, that's just, uh, it's, it's a negative, it's negative feedback. Um, Another potential passive-aggressive type of um, meanness is just veiled in, like, kind of a joke or a light, you know, comment, like, that is so good for you. I mean, that is so good that you did that. Like, it can be even just tone. Like, in that, it'll make you, it's like, pay attention to just that, that little inner voice or inner compass that's saying, like, ow, why does that, why did that sting a little bit? kind of made me feel bad. Why? Like, if you have that going off, trust it. You're not reacting to nothing. It's there. Even if you can't identify it on the surface, you'll know. You'll feel it. It's there. Don't second guess it. Don't analyze it. Like, if you felt it, it's real, period. And it could be about communication, in which case, clarity of communication, you can talk about it with that person. But for the most part, if something hurts, there was something there. Um, so, if you're confused about something that's happening in your relationships, as a rule, listen to your feelings and react to only objective information. Do not get into their heads. Do not interpret their actions. Do not explain away what they are doing based on their life story. Even if you have that talent, many, many people do, it will help you throughout your life, but don't use it. It's like one of those powers you're not supposed to use because the only thing that is important for you to know. It's how you feel, how it made you feel, period. That's how you're going to make your decisions. It's not going to be based on what you think they think. Don't interpret. And if someone is super, super severe in uh, their reaction to you and they are in super, super intense pain inside, stay the hell out of their brain. You don't want to go in there. You don't want to get into their thoughts. You don't want to know why because it's toxic. You should only be surrounding yourself with people who 
support you, and bring out your best. Okay, next on the scale of meanness are, uh, I would say, people who manipulate and will push you to to feel such severe pain and will not stop. So if you have somebody that will push you and push you and push you and make you feel really bad and cut you off, you know, like the person that basically calls to scream at you and never wants to talk to you again, like will put you through the ringer and um, seemingly has no limit for those things. A person you're friends with should feel really bad if they hurt you. And if they don't feel really bad when they hurt you, you should stay away from them because it's, it's likely because they're a narcissist or maybe even a sociopath. And I know those words sound crazy and severe, but there are a lot of those people. And it's not that they are malicious, like they're, they're just programmed in a different way, but that way makes them very, very dangerous to a person like yourself that will go as far as they demand. So it's like it's, if you're in an unhealthy relationship like that, just start to distance yourself, start to back up. Because when manipulative people kind of get their talons into you, and can make you do things and make you feel things you don't want to feel. That's really, really, it takes some work to kind of unhook the talons because they're going to make you feel terrible for abandoning them. They're going to make you feel terrible for anything you don't do in the way that they want you to. Another very powerful relationship that can be tough to get out of is family or people that are like family in your life because you have to be around them. It's not like you can just decide to distance yourself or move away. And when you are around them, it's extremely toxic. So the best thing you can do is just create a buffer, a mental buffer for yourself. So create a way, a safe way for you to be around that person. Plan and plan and plan and plan and plan ahead of time for, for the interactions you're going to have. So what I like to do is make it into a game, like write down what they're going to say and do which you you can already anticipate and what you think they were they're likely going to um say that's going to make you really really sting and then decide you're going to keep score um every time that happens and at a certain number of times that happens you get a certain number of points so at the same time while you have your game set up decide um on a deflection tactic that you're going to utilize when that happens. So if it's not the phone thing, if it's not um, going, getting up to use the bathroom, think of something else like a cough, a sneeze, or uh, whatever it is. It's just to deflect and make it super, super simple so it doesn't, it's not like some melodramatic act, but just create a list of those things. And I know it feels weird in the moment because you're lying, but the best thing you can do is tell you, hey, I'm going to protect you no matter what. You're never going to be in this situation. I'm never going to make you stuck here. So do it for you. Make sure you are protecting you at all times, no matter what that means. 
Even if it's uh, even if you have to say like, I have to get up now. Like whatever is just the less you can engage them, the better. So, um, uh, decide additionally in your in your game tally a corresponding way you are deciding to feel during that situation. So say it's something like extremely toxic that somebody you uh, hate seeing, you know, every Thanksgiving or whatever. They always make you feel terrible when they say something about um, your weight or something like that. Decide when that happens. First of all, you get 50 points. Second of all, I'm going to feel so sorry for that person and just how uh, miserable they must be that they are able to say that to me. And I'm going to feel great about myself that I am so compassionate and confident in who I am that I don't have to fight back. Um, So create that list ahead of time. Create as much of a safety buffer mentally as you can for yourself. Um, And for all meanness of all kinds, the best weapon you have pervasively is self-love and confidence because if you think about someone that's confident and happy everything they do and see is a reflection of that confidence and that happiness so they if you if a really confident happy person if someone insults them they'll they'll react with kind of like oh okay this person's having a hard day like it will it won't it's like teflon nothing will reach their core because they have their their cup is full. So if you want to really work on preventing things from getting under your skin, work on yourself. Work on loving yourself, bettering yourself, building your confidence, and being good to yourself. Because the best thing that happens when you start to treat yourself really well and you get you get really good at protecting yourself, that translates into your ability to protect yourself from others. It's like as soon as you treat yourself with a certain uh, level of dignity and respect, you start to realize you you can't tolerate it from other people. It's just, it becomes like a natural side effect where, like, what? No, you are not allowed to do that to me. Like, it just becomes automatic. And so it'll, it'll actually train you out of a lot of um, accepting a lot of negative behaviors and, and bad friends. Um, and in general, when you act as your true glowing self in a face, in the face of a person that's cruel to you, you hold up a mirror to their actions. So you're kind of like winning at their game. If you're going to react to somebody in any way and they're, they're trying to make you feel bad about yourself and you just smile back and don't give any kind of it doesn't affect you at all. You don't let it affect you at all. You're kind of forcing them to confront their actions because you're not engaging in the other half of that game. And you're also showing them how different you are than they are. And I know it's hard, it's easier to say that than do that in reality, especially if somebody is really master, masterful in the way that they hurt you. Because it's always like, uh, it sinks in later, and then you're stuck with it, and then you just bruise, and it builds, and you start to feel um, more and more anger that it was allowed to get to you more than anything else. 
I know how that feels. But just remember, you are allowed and completely capable of deciding how you want to feel about that. You can decide in that very moment, I am not going to be upset about this thing. You don't have to be upset. It's like you just have to try and decide it and it, it'll go away. It's, it's like you don't if, if that doesn't seem like it's possible, it's likely because you haven't decided it before. But you are in complete control of how you feel and how you want to deal with things at all times. So you just have to tell yourself that that's what you decide to do. And if it starts coming back and you're, maybe your, your uh, chemistry of your body is actually like filled with like anger, then you've got to go actually release that anger. So exercise, get some, do some sweating of some kind, it will help. Um, but if it's a friend that hurts you, and I know that that is like the most devastating pain, it's, it's because you, it's valid. I mean, th- that person is supposed to be loving to you. And that pain is something you're going to have to just go through and feel it, experience it, mourn it, and then you've got to fix that problem. Like, you've got to get rid of that friend. If it's somebody that has, is intentionally hurting you, or um, maybe it's just an unhealthy friend in general and, and they really don't mean it, you cannot endure that friendship. You have to create a safe way for you to be around them. And that's just, if it's a person that you know is going to constantly disappoint you, do not rely on that person. They can be a friend you don't hang out with very much. It can be, you just have to create terms that will allow you to be, to remain completely intact throughout that friendship. So account for their shortcomings and decide what the best way to have them in your life might be. And that's still a friendship. I tell I can I can promise you that if you just if you start to correct um, a friendship that is is unhealthy or is is putting you in the line of mistreatment, what happens is that person will start to realize in your absence what they have taken for granted, and often they will start to change as a result. I mean that's not something you should focus on or rely on. But it it happens quite often. As soon as you decide, like, no, I'm not going to tolerate this negative behavior anymore, and you're gone, then they are like, wait, uh, I will, I'll be the thing. Would you want me the thing? And and I will caution you when when that does happen. Learn your lesson the first time. Do not expect anything from words. Just base your your world on actions, like. The only thing that matters is someone, what someone does. So if they say, I'm going to change, I'm going to change, do not believe that until it is proven via actions. It's not enough just to have words. I know it's hard if you feel really guilty about somebody abandoning somebody or if you feel really bad for because they need you, like you, you should be helping them because you're capable of it. Let go of the guilt. You. Your job, number one job, is to keep yourself safe and to take good care of you so that you can be of service to everyone in your life. And the fact that you are forcing yourself to endure negative behavior is compromising who you are as a person. It's 
it won't be apparent to you probably if you've been doing this for a long time. If you think like, well, I can handle it and I'm happy and I know who I am. It's, it, it won't strike you how powerful that is until you have cut those people out of your life, all of them. And you only surround your people, yourself with people who reward and benefit you. Then you'll start to gain like superhuman powers. Like you'll become the best version of you and you'll attract better and better and better and better people. It's, it's much more important than you realize to not allow yourself to be mistreated by anybody at all. No one, no one deserves your attention that is, is not going to be loving towards you, period. And I think I'm going to wrap it up now, but the most important thing I can tell you in all cases is just uh, surround yourself with people who make you feel good about yourself and inspire your best qualities because that's how you will grow. You'll, you'll set the stage to grow. And once you grow and grow and grow, you have more to give, including to the, the shadier, meaner people. Like you can, I don't know, be a, a source, a beacon of light that like ends up leading them toward what you have. So what happens when you better yourself is a lot of people will start following your footsteps and they'll want whatever it is that you have. So it's only a good thing for you and for those other people because right now you're fulfilling a cycle, a negative, unhealthy cycle, and it's got to be broken, and it's got to be broken by you. So your job is first and foremost to take care of yourself, help yourself, and love yourself. And uh, thank you for listening, and I would also like you to smile. (laughs) 